0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 21st of June. The Australian government has pledged to work with Sri Lanka to tackle the rising rates of people smuggling. Several boats have reportedly left the country in recent weeks with the federal government refusing to confirm how many have made it to Australian waters. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill is visiting Sri Lanka with the promise of a $50 million aid package. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he is committed to fixing the problem.
1: We understand that there are issues in Sri Lanka and that the wrong messages are being given by people smugglers. Our message will be very clear, that people who arrive by boat will not be settled here.
0: A major investigation into Australia's power generators is being launched by the ACCC into claims they intentionally made profits during this month's energy crisis. The Consumer Watchdog says it will look into how wholesale prices increased fivefold and whether rule changes are needed to protect consumers. Some generators also removed their power from the grid after wholesale prices were capped. Meantime, experts have weighed in on a national draft plan to try and fix the country's energy crisis. A cornerstone of the plan, which was agreed upon by federal and state energy ministers last week, would see a mix of traditional and renewable power providers paid to keep the grid reliable. There have been criticisms after coal and gas sources weren't excluded from the blueprint, but Andrew Richards from the Energy Users Association of Australia says we still need those providers as the green transition continues.
1: Proving to be very difficult and quite a expensive. Now, that's not a reason not to do it, but it is a reason to make sure we get the planning right and we get the process right
0: a major breakthrough in new COVID vaccines with a new product by Moderna being developed here in Australia that could protect against COVID, the flu and other respiratory viruses. The pharmaceutical giant has also revealed a new jab for the Omicron variant that's set to be ready by August. Australian athletes are divided over the World swimming body's controversial decision to ban transgender athletes from competing in elite women's competitions. Fina made the move to pre- Prohibit participation of anyone who has not transitioned before the age of 12, but instead plan on making it an open category. Australian swimming star Kate Campbell has thrown her support behind the ruling, saying it provides more clarity, while transgender athlete Hannah Mountsey has slammed the ban, telling Channel 10 it's very complicated.
1: A blanket ban uh, is very, very strong and I think really unnecessary because it's painting something which a lot of people have acknowledged is a very grey area and decided that it's black and white.
0: And Greens leader Adam Bant is defending his decision to refuse to speak in front of the Australian flag at a news conference. It's being reported a member of staff removed the flag, leaving only the Aboriginal flag and Torres Strait Island flag. Mr Bant says the country has work to do on racism and that the symbol is hurtful to many Indigenous Australians. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales, where the state's budget is being handed down today, a lot of promises have been made by the New South Wales government, including more than $400 million worth of funding for elective surgeries. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right. The government's focusing on several key areas ahead of next year's election. About $12 billion in funding is being committed towards women and targeting gender inequality. We heard just yesterday $25 million will be spent on getting the Aboriginal flag to permanently fly on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Health is also a major focus, trying to clear the backlog of elective surgery, and health workers are going to receive a three grand one-off thank you payment for their COVID service. While education's another major issue, the government recently announcing it'll introduce an ex year of universal preschool across the state. Businesses are also hoping for relief.
1: We're interested in the structural reforms that the treasurer will announce. We're also looking for things uh, around property tax and stamp duty. Whether that announcement will be made, but we also know that the economy is in pretty good shape considering the last couple of years.
0: Damien Kelly from Business New South Wales there. And to Queensland, where residents are waiting for their budget, which is expected to be released later today. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has been talking up a record health budget. Our reporter, Rob McLeod, has the details from our Queensland newsroom.
2: Premier Palaszczuk says her government's budget is unashamedly centred on health with spending to deliver jobs, services and infrastructure. However, opposition leader David Crisofulli says ambulance ramping has only deteriorated under Labor over the last seven years. While the AMA Queensland branch is calling for extra funding for mental health support following two years of COVID lockdowns and border restrictions.
0: And it's affecting patients of all ages, children, young adults, adults, elderly people. And what we're asking for is real funding, real reform so that these patients don't have to wait any longer.
2: That's AMAQ President Dr Maria Bolton. The budget will be handed down by Treasurer Cameron Dick at two this afternoon
0: for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Could we have some good news at the moment? This is great. Woolies has said that they're going to freeze some prices at the supermarket. Now there's speculation Coles may follow suit.
1: Yeah, Tash, good morning. Coles have basically said they're going to review the way they discuss price rises with suppliers. That feels pretty euphemistically to me, like, we're going to not let you put prices up, which, as a consumer, I'm very, very excited about, because, frankly, we know the cost of living is going through the roof right now on most products in the supermarket. I am a little bit mindful of some of the suppliers, some of the smaller suppliers who are all of a sudden going to have to try and absorb these prices if Coles won't pass them on. So, someone's going to have to pay the piper because we know prices are going up. But the good news at the supermarket, at least, is both of the big guys, and I'm sure little guys will follow, are super keen not to be seen to be putting prices up too quickly. And that should be good for the household budget.
0: And Scott, don't want to talk about bad news, but gosh, there is some around at the moment. The volatility on the markets, the increasing talk of course of a recession and share markets across the world plunging, that's had a real impact on our super.
1: It has. And look, this is never a good thing. It's not a surprise, by the way. It might well be this year the first time in more than a decade, in fact, in the 13 years, that our superannuation returns might be negative. Now, no one wants to finish the year with less super than we started. That's never a good thing. It's not how it's supposed to work. But it's also a reminder that if it's only once every 13 years or if we've had 13 straight years of growth, then something is working. So maybe it's the exception that proves the rule. But as you say, we've had... A bear market now in the US. That means their stock market is down more than 20%. We're down more than 10% here. Property prices potentially starting to turn. They are the big three asset classes when it comes to most people's superannuation. Uh, the cash will be a little bit of a stabiliser, uh, but unfortunately, the reality is going to be unless markets stage a very late June turnaround, the financial year that's due to finish in just over a week is probably going to be a negative one for our super. As always, I've got to throw in because I'm a financial advisor. Make sure you stick with the long term. Don't freak out. These things happen. Uh, But, yeah, the numbers are probably going to be red for fiscal year 2022.
0: And talking about that recession I mentioned earlier, Scott, it's certainly not looking good with more numbers coming out of the US.
1: No, inflation continues to be high. We must have some good news for a change, but it's not going to be today, unfortunately. Inflation continues to be high in the US. Uh, That means the US Fed is going to continue to increase rates to try and kill it off. It really is a bit of a a death match between inflation and interest rates right now. As much as we don't want to pay higher rates, they need to get inflation under control. Otherwise, those prices that we talked about will continue to skyrocket. So that's important. But in doing so, um, many people now are saying the US is likely to go into recession. One analyst saying 50-50 chance. Nomura, the investment bank, actually saying they expect now a recession, probably as early as December The bad news for us here at home is if the US has a recession, it's very, very hard for the rest of the world to avoid it. The US is still the world's largest economy and probably most importantly, the largest consumer economy. If that starts to go backwards, the rest of us will struggle to stay in positive territory. So we've got our fingers crossed. We hope that the US Fed can do what it needs to do without causing too much damage, but increasingly likely uh, that we might unfortunately have to deal with a period of negative economic growth there and possibly here
0: at home. Yeah, rocky times ahead. Scott, thanks as always.
1: Sure are. Thanks, Dash. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Time for sports now with Brett Thomas and Brett. There's been another twist in the future of Jordan DeGoei as the pie star was forced to explain his actions to bosses in a Bali nightclub.
2: Yes, good morning, Tash. He fronted up to Collingwood yesterday to speak to Magpies Chiefs about what happened in Bali. It's just extraordinary that they would grant him permission to take a mid season trip uh, over to Bali, given what happened in New York earlier in the year, where he very narrowly escaped jail time uh, for that uh, assault, got a slap on the wrist in the end. Now, the latest development is that Collingwood has apparently pulled their contract that they had offered uh, DeGoey to uh, continue playing with them from next season onwards. He is uh, a free agent, uh, so that's a massive. Massive twist in that tale. St Kilda now are reportedly keen and their former skipper Nick Riewaltz wouldn't be against the move. We are talking about a, a serious on-field talent and for a club like St Kilda who has won one premiership he is a difference maker. This is all if you have a level of confidence that serious steps are being taken. Is a talented player but whether you want to take on uh, some of the, the off-field you know, troubles that he's had over the years is another question.
0: Yeah, and to the NRL now, Breton, there is another change to the New South Wales side ahead of Origin too. This is interesting.
2: Yeah, it was kind of expected. Appy Korosau was named on the reserves uh, Sunday night and there was talk that he would be promoted off the reserves list to start for New South Wales. That is the case. Damien Cook will now come off the bench. The veteran who faces an uncertain future at uh, South Sydney, uh, Benji Marshall, who played for the Bunnies last year, hopes that Cook does re-sign at Redfern. But you got to buy your time. Like look what Harry Grant had to do behind Cameron Smith. They're yeah. still there, going great now. Big off-season coming up at South Sydney. Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker are also into the last year of their deals as well.
0: And tennis now, Brett, and Serena Williams is preparing to make her comeback. This is incredible after a year off the tennis court. Yes,
2: yeah, certainly is. She's entered the doubles at the Eastbourne International. This is a, a grass court event in the lead-up to Wimbledon. She won't play singles there, but she does have a wild card into Wimbledon, which starts next week. 23 grand slams she's won. She's been chasing that uh, elusive 24th Margaret Court's record for the past four years. We'll see at 40 years of age if at Wimbledon she can get there this year.
0: Incredible superstar. Brett, thanks so much. Thank you, Tash. And Australia will today experience its shortest day and longest night of the year. Today is the winter solstice where the Southern Hemisphere will be at its furthest point from the sun. In Sydney, residents will experience around just under 10 hours of daylight. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow.
2: Listener.